Hey, David. Yeah. It happened again. Uh, <laughs> what what happened? I could list off a few things, but... Activision and Raven Software figured out another way to get $20 out of my wallet. Oh, you sucker. Yeah, and it's like it's funny because I ha- always have enough points for the, the, the battle pass. Always have enough because I play enough that I always have enough points. But these sons of bitches released another character pack that is to die for. And I just, I want it so bad. And I'm, I'm trying to convince myself not to get it. It's Ghostface. Oh, like, uh, okay. That's what I saw. I saw a little, uh, I saw a little advertisement on my uh, PlayStation five about like this. That's like the scream face, right? Yeah. And it's so funny to watch. And like, because it's just running around Warzone, it's it's really funny. And the weapon packs are pretty cool that are with it. The, I've only ever bought one other weapon pack, and it was the John McClane one. Did you not get the um, Rambo one? No, I only bought John McClane. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you, you know they say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me fool three me, times. Fool me three times. Well, you can't fool me three times because this is the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Sean and David, David and Sean. A special shout out to our listener, Gabe, who's making a cross-country trip across Canada. And uh, he said he's been listening to a lot of our episodes back-to-back. And he we made the trip across Manitoba and Saskatchewan rather enjoyable, ultra-hilarious. And he went looking for some discounts. And he did tell me also that he is going to try and stop and see the special movie theater David was talking about, but doesn't want to see James Bond in there. So we'll see if he gets to pull it off. Like when he goes to Edmonton. Yep. He's uh, making his way back. So we started um, a few like last week and he drove all the way out to BC and he's returning. uh, He started his return the other day. He'll be back by like Monday or Tuesday, but Wanted to shout him out because he's been listening to our show nonstop and he said that we have kept his spirits high and he's really enjoying the ride. Well, that's that's always good to hear. I always like those, you know, real life stories. That's going to be a, a Canadian heritage moment, I think. Yeah, it's just like you're looking at mountains <laughs> and you hear David talking about how garlic bread pizza was his invention. <laughs> Can't let yeah. that go, man. Yeah, no. You know what? The funny thing is, so uh, those garlic bread things are on sale right now at Costco. And uh, every time I walk by the freezer, because I've been to Costco like three times in the last three days. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me why. Um, no, I, I want to know. <laughs> because I go for like one thing and then... I get it. And then the next day I'm like, oh, I need to get this thing. Oh, I know where I can get it for really cheap. Costco. So, so you're anyways, just stupid. Yeah. Well, it's because I just, no, I'm not stupid. I just didn't think about it when I was there the first time. But anyways, so yeah, they have them on sale. And every time I walk by there, the the little freezer end cap thing that they have, I think of, think of my garlic bread pizza. 
The the and, pizza delight ones are like cutting lines, right? Not triangles. No, no, it's not cut at all. Like it's literally a pizza, and you're supposed to cut it by yourself. So that's why when I made when I invented my garlic bread pizza, I turned it into a pizza because it was. I thought it was pre-cut, but it isn't. Uh, I can tell you this week I was thinking like you. I went to Costco, but I forgot my membership, so I turned around and I never went back. Oh. And I I went for a very specific item, and a chicken. Like the rotisserie chicken. Yeah, of course, because that's how they get you in the door. So yeah. I was going to go pick us up a chicken because they're like four ninety nine, and that's a really good deal. But I went to go pick up that the Razer keyboard and mouse that um, everybody's posting online. Oh, for yeah, like the bundle there. Bucks or something. Yeah. But my keyboard is a little... Uh, I don't know what's happened to it. There's nothing um, obstructing the space bar from going down, but the space bar just doesn't work. Who needs spacebar anyways? Oh, like everybody. Yeah. Like I like my Corsair mouse, but the keyboard is whatever. Um, what did I see? Oh yeah, you know what? Costco is being great for me for Lego. Stop buying Lego. You have no place to put it. <laughs> no, right now I have ten boxes of Lego un unopened. But I'm just saying, in the past, so far it's been pretty good. I got the Baby Yoda Lego oh, set. Oh, how much did you pay for it? That was $79. Oh, Walmart had it for 69 Yeah, like recently, but it's still like $100 everywhere. Um, and I recently got the Imperial Shuttle for 79 bucks. That was a regular $100 kit. That one was selling out fast. I almost didn't get that one, but I'm like, no, I need this. Uh, and recently, as of my, travel, tra- my travels there earlier this week, uh, they have the Super Mario Bros. Uh, starter sets, the Lego sets. They're With, interesting, but I just I don't know if I can do it. They have the Mario and Luigi one, which I've never seen the the, the I've never seen the Luigi one before, which was interesting. They're like fifty five bucks for them. I'm like, oh, should I get this? But because they're more play sets and not necessarily not, not really like display sets, I I couldn't really justify getting it are, are you gonna buy the cube i want it i think that's really that's really cool but it's like 200 bucks yeah and, like and i missed the uh i missed the two times vip points promo well i didn't really miss it i just didn't convince myself to buy it during the promo period but the cube is really cool for people who don't know what it is it's a um mario question mark block but this whole thing's based off of Super Mario 64. So the blocks opens up. Is it like three sides of the block opens up? Yeah. And there's like little mini dioramas. There's uh, Princess Peach's castle. There's the first. Is it the first level? The first world? I think it's the first world from Mario 64. Is yeah. it not? Yeah. And then there's the snow world as well. I forget what they're called. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know if it, uh, you know, it'd be even cooler. I don't know if it does, but like if it opens up and it plays the Super Mario 64 theme. Oh, that would be really cool. Um, have you seen the NES one? In yeah, person, like how the little back panel breaks off and like you, there's something else underneath it. So you can so the, the one with the like NES and the TV. You can actually like there's this little crank thing on the TV and it actually rotates the background on the TV. So it looks like Mario's like jumping through the first level of yeah, Super Mario world. It's pretty sweet. I'm I, like, 
I, I wish I had the space, but I have to show discipline right now. I know. Um, I almost also bought um, one of my friends does a lot of the, um, the they're not like puzzle 3Ds. They're like paper craft puzzles or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was like some very popular Harry Potter ones that came out. But there's also a Mandalorian series and you oh, get yeah, like the Razor Crest and the Sand Barge. And then the other one's like Boba Fett's ship. And they're pretty sweet. Yeah, I saw those. I was highly very intrigued by it because it's it looks like they're cardboard. Like, so yeah, they are. So it's it's thicker than just a flimsy paper craft thing. But uh, I'm really interested. There's one. It has the um, uh, the Imperial Star Destroyer. And something else, but it looked really cool. Um, I don't know. I've been dropping a lot of hints that maybe you know someone should get that for me for Christmas. Uh, not to you. <laughs> That's not a hint to someone I live with. Oh. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, like I'm kind of indifferent on Christmas this year. I don't. I don't like. There's not a whole lot of stuff I want. But we also like want to move. I've I've really cut back on the things that I kind of want, mainly because like I just don't have space for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also ran out the other day and bought another controller for my Xbox that I probably won't use. Or maybe I'll use it. Yeah, my other, use my, it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting close to downsizing to only one Xbox. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's either we're going to use it for the PS4 or the PS5. Sorry, or we're going to sell like my controllers for my Xbox one aren't in the greatest shape anymore. And it's just like, I'm, I can keep attaching the series X controller to it and it doesn't really matter. I can still play with it. That's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not using it. It's just a glorified Blu-ray player right now. Fair enough. Yeah. I haven't turned my Xbox one on since I got my Xbox series X, but I also only have one TV. So. And it's maybe... TV season. So it's kind of like, Maybe Tough. in the future I will set up the Series X. But see, the thing is, is I have the Scorpio Edition Series X. You remember? Yeah, you can't the get rid of that f- first launch one. So I still have that in some pristine condition. The controller that I have with it is in pristine condition as well. So yeah, I feel like that's something that I'm going to keep for quite some time, probably until it dies. If anything, I still have my 360, and it still works like from day one. I'm actually going to my parents this week and packaging up some of my old consoles. I saw um, I saw a really cool thing online. I'm not going to do the full like deconstruction because I don't want to. I might if there's a second controller, but my brother's PS3 um, is still intact. And like when when it does run, it does sound like it's taking off a little bit. Right. But I'm going to clean it or I'm going to take the case. I'm going to clean it very delicately. And you can buy these felted shadow boxes. Mm -hmm. so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna mount it into the back of the shadow box and put it like a get a nameplate for what his gamer tag was and then clean the controller and mount the controller and then have it as a display that's sweet yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna cost me a little bit of money but like uh as much as he drove me crazy sometimes with that ps3 like it's just a memory that i'm always gonna have and i want to make sure that it's like enshrined the other thing I thought about is like when we like move and I have more of a gaming setup, you know, those glass um, Ikea cabinets with the little pot lights in them. Yep. I want to put like my old like my Game Boy on a stand, 
my 360, all all my stuff. I want to do that. I uh, 3D printed uh, some stands for my Game Boy Advance and my Game Boy Color so that they're not just lying around. I wish I had a 3D printer and knew how to use it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This time of year is always tough because we get all these great sales on things. And you want to buy these sweet things. But then also it's kind of Christmas time. So, you know, I like to buy gifts for other people. But then also this year, you know, you're looking at moving eventually. Uh, I am looking at moving eventually. So, you know, it's it's there's a lot of changes happening for the better. I think that's definitely going to be it's going to allow us to, I think, ultimately focus more time on this show and uh, making more great content for people. One hundred percent. Yeah. We've already been starting to plan some of 2022 for you guys. It's going to be a cool year, we think. Yes, because global warming is a sham. Dude, get it's... It, get it? Cool year? Cool. <laughs> okay, so before we get into our topics, last Thursday, October didn't get the memo. It was 28 degrees at 7 o'clock. Do you know how like prepared I was to play a summer-style Ultimate Frisbee game in fucking October? I wasn't. It just wouldn't cool down. And then, like today, it was 19 degrees. It is October 20th. Usually it's snowing by now, and people are like, I wonder if we're going to get Halloween. Well, the government says no, so I guess we can't. So, um, Yeah, the other day there was, uh, there was frost on my windshield, and I, it was almost at the point where I had to get out of the car to get my ice scraper out of the trunk. What's it like living in the snow belt? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will I will take this. I will take this because things could change very drastically for me and I might be living in per- per- perpetual snow. Dude, I can't wait to come up in the winter where it's freaking dark for 26 hours a day, you know. We're going to winter egg. <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk about some TV and some video games and why we're here and why we're not here. You know? Yes, I want to start off with uh, telling you that I have continued to watch Ted Lasso. And if anyone remembers, the last time I had mentioned Ted Lasso, I was like, uh, it's like not very good. Like it's, you know, the hype was much bigger than what the actual payoff was for the first few episodes. But I have to say, I'm like on episode seven now, I think. It's not too you're, far you're into almost, it. You're almost done the first season. And I can say that it is it has grown on me. I would not I'm not going to say it's like the best show I've seen, but I feel like they have done a pretty good job at um the character development and it was it ended up being less of annoying to watch and more like getting into you know, the actual backgrounds of some of these characters and learning like what makes them tick and stuff like that. And I like that. Uh, and beard is the absolute best. <laughs> he's I actually love what he the, just says. Like, like he just like makes random the, noises. He's like one of the writers, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm, he, I'm pretty sure he was one of the writers. Him and Jason Sudeikis did the SNL skit together. And the other um, writer of the show is Roy Kent. Who's Roy Kent. The soccer player, Roy Kent. I don't know. He's the guy who's like, Oi, fuck off. Oh. And he hates Jamie Todd. You're seven episodes in. 
Like the old guy? I don't know anyone's names. He's like the he's the captain of the soccer team. Yeah, the old guy. Yeah. Like the, the I'm doing air quotes, old guy. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm I am enjoying it now. Um I think though, you know, when you're gonna when you're gonna recommend a show to someone, you know, don't hype it up. I as did much, not hype, don't it, hype as it up much. as much as you did. Bruh, uh, <laughs> I did not hype this nearly as much as other people. And like you know me. I'm the person who gets turned off of hype to the point I finally saw Avatar in the year 2021. Yeah, well, you weren't really missing a mode on much. I thought it was a pretty good movie. It was like it was watching good... Pocahontas Halo. Yeah, it was a good movie, but it wasn't. I don't think it deserves as much hype as it as it got. But then again, it was the very first 3D film. Yeah. And so um, was... this, this weekend, we're planning a, a spooky movie night. So we're probably going to watch Freaky. And maybe the Forever Purge, some more like gory slasher movies. Oh yeah, there's but a new Halloween movie that just came out. Halloween Forever, right? I I thought it was just called Halloween though. Yeah, I, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's called. There's a second word. Oh, it's Halloween Kills. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll I'll watch some of those movies. Uh, another show that I started. It's on Apple TV. I uh, it's called Schmigadoon, dude. So we've wanted to watch it and just haven't had the time. So this move, this series came out. It's only season one, or there's only one season. Uh, I think it's like six or seven episodes. Uh, it came out in July. It is a musical, comedy musical, with uh, what's his name. It's Michael Key, Michael Key, uh, Michael Key Keegan and uh, Cecily Strong. Yeah. And Fred Armisen's in it. So the the story is these uh, this couple, they go on like they're having relationship issues. They go on this hike to. I don't know, rejuvenate their relationship, and then they end up in this town of Schmigadoon. It's this magical town where literally everything is. It's like a Broadway musical. You know, everything's like a fake set kind of thing it has that look and everyone is does everything in a musical number it's actually pretty funny we watched the first two episodes um you know you probably would like it if you just want something like enjoyable i'm not a huge on musicals like i'm not gonna go out of my way to watch you know like a broadway musical just because you all you know what guess what i've never seen hamilton there you go I don't know how. That's crazy. Prime example. I've never seen Hamilton. You know, I hear it's really good, but I just haven't. Dis- it's also three hours long, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a pretty long movie. And I I just haven't felt the absolute need to watch this. So anyway, so I knew that uh, she who shall not be named really enjoys musicals. So I thought, OK, this looks like it would be pretty funny. And so we started watching. It's actually pretty, pretty funny. It's pretty yeah, acclaimed. The, the musical, uh, the musical numbers in it are are <laughs> are pretty funny. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would suggest maybe start watching it. But if you want to know, or if you want to watch a great, a great musical comedy TV show, this one came out a while ago. Um, it's called Gallivant. Gallivant. It was on. AMC. It came out in 2015. 
Um, like, yeah, 2015. It is two seasons. Um, and the reason why it's no longer continuing is because Timothy um, um, Omudzen. Okay. Uh, he was one of the, the actors there. He actually had some he had some medical issues um and he actually had he had like an accident and he became paralyzed or something like that or partially he's partially paralyzed but anyways he had like a stroke or something yeah he had a stroke so he can't really sing anymore he can't really act he's he's kind of limited in his physical movements so uh but the first two seasons it's it's funny it, it's kind of like um think of like Robin Hood, like that kind of style. Okay. Um, and so it takes place in like a fantasy world. Galavan is trying to find or be reunited with his one true love, the princess of whatever. Uh, and every episode has a different musical number. Every, every, uh, there's a bunch of like actual good actors that you would know. Um, Sorry, what's it called again? I've like it just blanked my mind it's, completely. It's called Galavant. G A L A V A N T. Uh American comedy series. Oh, okay. Vinnie Jones. He's plays like the he's always like the British. Oh shit, it's from Dan Fogelman? Yeah. 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 I think didn't he do Alan uh Menken is a composer. I think he worked on um Schmigadoon. Schmiga, dude. Uh, but I could be wrong. I don't know, dude. I know uh, none of the actors, but I know Dan you would Fulman's know Vinnie Jones. Look at this guy up. He plays. He's always like, oh, he's the guy from Road Trip. He's like fucking Manchester United, and he's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Like he's he's always play he always plays like the angry British mobster guy or whatever, right? Like Yo, he's just always yelling. Let's let's be real here. Magnitude's in this movie. Uh, for show. Yeah. Uh, Luke, Luke Youngblood, who's also famous for Harry Potter. Uh Ricky Gervais is in it. This is a British comedy. Like in an episode, yeah. Uh, anyway, so like it's it's actually you you would probably really like it uh, because it's it's very it's it's ridiculous, but that's what Schmigadoon absolutely reminded me of. Um, the musical numbers for Galavant are great, and the story is actually really good. But uh, yeah, if if I would say if you haven't watched either or, watch either or. I'm surprised okay. you haven't even heard of Galavant. We've been watching so much Supernatural that I don't remember other television shows. What is Supernatural even about? It's about these two demon hunters that are brothers. And I like I'm watch. I started ironically watching in passing and now I'm just ironically watching it because I like I was like, oh, this show is so stupid. Sam, Dean, blah, 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 all this stuff. And now I'm invested in this show and it's it's kind of cool. There's like. How do I how do I explain it? It's like it's a show that's so aware of itself that it makes fun of it. Like they, oh, okay. there's a there's a story arc where there's like a prophet who's writing the supernatural books about these guys. 
and like they're they're like living it in a third person kind of thing. Is it like a comedy? No, it's like a drama. Oh. Two brothers follow their father's footsteps as hunters, fighting evil supernatural beings of many kinds, including monsters, demons, that, and gods that roam the earth. Yeah, every time I hear supernatural, I think of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that's a, that's a common occurrence. The only thing that kind of I, I kick myself for every time I see this is there was a Funko Pop that I used to see everywhere, tons of times. It was Sam and Baby. And what that is is like, it's one of the characters and their car, which is a 67 Impala. And I remember seeing this at EB all the time for like $20. This thing's worth like $400 now. Just like my huh. stupid um, Marty McFly and the DeLorean, which I took out of the package because the plastic got dented. That's worth a, a small fortune, too. But even out of the box, uh, I don't think it's worth as much out of the box, but I really like it. So, yeah. If you like it, flaunt it. Flaunt it if you got it. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear that you started a show that everyone was hyping it up, hyping about. Uh, what have I been watching? Supernatural. No, you, I, you said you started Squid Game. I did. I watched the first episode of Squid Game. What do you think about it? Okay. So one, I think if that kind of game existed on the schoolyard, which is what you see in the opening monologue of the the first episode, like that the, would have been fun as fuck. The Squid Game, right? Like, like yeah. the actual Squid Game. Yeah, that, that is a real game, though. I've never heard of it. Well, it's a that's that's <laughs> because it's a Korean game. So what I'm saying is, I think that game. Like, if that existed here, that would have been way more fun than Red Rover. Right? Yeah. Yeah, except the whole hopping component would be kind of stupid, but Yeah, whatever. but apparently that was a game that, like, uh, She Who Shall Not Be Named played a lot of. Oh, yeah? that's a That was a very popular game, and I'm sure kids still play it there. You know how some games just never die. Um, but overall, though, what do you think of that first episode? Did you watch it English dub or in Korean with subtitles? Uh... I watched it with the English dub. We're like, I'm not going to just read the show. I'd rather hear it. And the dubbing is so funny. So that's it's the, so funny. <laughs> that's that's the problem, though. I think, honestly, you, you got to give it a shot to watch it in the original Korean dialogue with subtitles. It's not that bad to read the subtitles. Um, that's how we watched it. Um, and um, I, I think we had we had the English dub on for a bit one episode because we were eating dinner at the time. We were having ramen. <laughs> so, you know, I needed to be able to eat and understand what was going on at the same time because I'm not always going to be looking at the TV. Anyway, so the English dub is horrible. And I think a lot of the emotion is is lost in the english dub because it it's just inherent about how it is you know these people are recording the dub in a studio and they're not really acting and i think you just got to watch an episode with the um Uh, i didn't i didn't mind it though i i really didn't like so the first like for the first episode sure but like later on once things get a little more in depth I think you really need to have 
the 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 raw emotion of the original dialogue. So my only thing is, and this is going to sound really like, uh, how, how do I say it? I don't really like reading TV, and I hate when I like. I hate when I come home and Chris is like watching something and the subtitles are on. And why? I like, just I don't like reading the TV if I can under if it's full English. I don't want to read it. We keep the subtitles on through Ted Lasso because sometimes like seeing the words that are being mumbled in British is funny as hell. Mm -hmm. But like, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Another friend of mine told me to watch it first with the dub and then rewatch it reading the entire time. So I might do it that way, but I'm not going to switch it up. I I, I would say that you're reading the show though. If you're watching some of the subtitles, because a lot of the times you can read faster than what they're actually saying, like how, how fast they're speaking. Um, I've watched plenty of shows and movies uh, with subtitles because we watched one called kingdom, which is a, another Korean show. Uh, it's about like, like takes place in like old ancient Korea and it has like weird zombie things in it. Watch that whole thing in Korean with subtitles. And I didn't feel like I lost any actual enjoyment from the film or the, the series from having to read subtitles. Um, honestly, like I think for episode two, watch it with subtitles in the original Korean. See how you feel about it. Uh, because I think later on, the series gets really intense. And later on, I think that the emotion that is portrayed in the original dialogue is is almost vital to to the show yeah like um that first scene where they're in the atm and he's like oh you're so stupid it's your birthday i i giggled <laughs> i probably shouldn't have but like it's it's a very it's a very netflix thing to do and i like i've argued this in other episodes as well when you have um what was that show called the French one where um, he was the detective. Oh, it, um, it was so Pip, over. Not, not Pippin. <laughs> Lupin. 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 It was so overacted. You could tell because they're just like, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to get um, we're just going to go get a voice actor to randomly do this. It really doesn't matter who does it at this point, but we're just going to do it. And the result we get is the result we get. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the rest of it. Um, I will say, like, I was a little shocked uh, in Red Light, Green Light. I was like, holy fuck. And then they've been, like, back to the video game world of things. Like, they've recreated it in Grand Theft Auto. Oh, really? Did people do that? Yeah, I don't don't really know what this RP gaming is, but I I guess it's very popular in Grand Theft Auto where the mod community pretty much builds whatever they want and people just go play in it. Role play, yeah. Is um, it called real play? Is that what it is, or role play? Role play. Do you know more about it? Because like I'm just no, learning. About not it. really. No, I don't really know. But much Grand about Theft Auto it. is the sandbox for this, right? Yeah, it must be. And and it's so funny because they just have a shooting line. Uh, if I can find the video, I will send it to you. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a word of warning though. Uh oh. Some of the later episodes get really intense. Like there's a lot of emotion that goes on in them. Uh, I think it's absolutely phenomenal series. 
uh, really well done. There's a lot of uh, the whole idea behind it really is a commentary on, you know, social, social standings and stuff like that. And people's inherent desires to do what's best for them at the expense of others kind of thing. Uh, But there was a few episodes that really stuck with me to the point where I I was at work and stuff like that and, and thinking about it just because not because it was bad, not because it was like scarring, but because the, as, as you go along with the, the story, you learn so much more about these characters and the struggle that they're in. And it's in, they get put in such like ridiculous, like obnoxious situations that are, are honestly horrible, horrible situations that you wouldn't want anyone to be in. But I don't know. There's just something about it that, uh, yeah, it, it kind of stuck with me for a, a little bit. And once we finished the series, it took me, I don't know, I would say like a day or two to kind of get over it. That's kind of weird. Yeah. A friend of mine told me she like ugly cried. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. there's some parts in there that were really like, oh, my God. And then uh, the last time that something really stuck with me for um, a long time, it was this movie. It had Justin Timberlake in it. Was it Numbers? Not Numbers. And there was, it was like based off a true story. Oh, are you talking about the one that's on Disney Plus? No, Not no, Disney no, no. Plus, Apple TV? Uh, no, like it's an older movie. Um, I've seen almost all I, of his movies. I think it was Justin Timberlake. Oh, sorry, in time. No, 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 Palmer. No, no. and so there's this kid, and I just remember there's a scene where there's this kid. They kidnap this kid, and it was like a joke, but not really. Alpha dog. Alpha, alpha dog. That's it. And I remember watching this movie and not realizing what was going on and the scene where they like put the kid in the that like they dig the like the shallow grave for him or whatever and have you seen the movie no i don't remember it but you've seen it yeah so they put this kid that they've kidnapped like in this like little shallow grave and they just kill him and i honestly that kind that stuck with me for i don't know i don't say like a good few weeks just because it was just so out there, right? Like it was it was such an emotional thing, go, like scene. Um, the movie actually didn't do very well. Well, yeah, but uh, well, like it has a sixty-seven percent audience score on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. But honestly, I probably would not rewatch this movie, like Alpha Dog, just because I remember that. Anyways. Uh, you know what else I think is not going to do very well? Oh, what? Nintendo Switch Online's advanced services or premium services. You mean expansion pack? What well, a stupid thing. The the let, let's just let's give you a a thirty second Sean recap, shall we? I'm I'm all stretched out, ready to go. The only reason I would want to buy it is because of the Nintendo 64 additions to the console. I would also be very interested to see if they release Super Mario 64 on it on virtual console based on the fact 
that it's already available on the All Stars. It is, but 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 that defeats the whole purpose of what they did with the All Stars because they said these games are coming into the, coming out of the vault and then they're going back in. Bullshit. Once again, Nintendo, you fucked us all by telling us something was going to be not available. Number two, when it comes to those controllers, everybody and their uncle bought one within the first 30 seconds and tripled the price. Fuck you, Nintendo. Well, no, not everyone and their uncle. All the scalpers and the scalpers' uncles. Sorry, all the robots and the robots' uncles. It's not a Nintendo's fault. Like, we knew that that was going to happen. It's it was inevitable. Could Nintendo have had a better system in place for limiting purchases? Probably. But professional scalpers, they know how to get past all of these things, you know? It, so let's okay let's let's take a few you steps didn't, back. you didn't even let me like complete my rant i was just no because your rant off. was wrong <laughs> how was how it wrong how was it wrong it wasn't nintendo's i was just complaining fault. i'm it allowed to n- complain it wasn't nintendo's fault that they sold out though you're right it's not nintendo's fault that they're clearly smart enough to understand understand supply and demand and they're like oh we could just like Put it out on the market and then watch it sell for triple its value. But we're going to only sell a minimum amount through our website only. We're not going to sell it through retailers. That's on them. That's not on anybody else. Yeah, and but number, the, the no. same thing happened with the NES controllers and the Super Nintendo controllers to them. Yeah, they and sold I didn't out get almost, either of them. You can, you can go buy them right now. Yeah, but I don't want to. They sold out almost instantly because there was that initial hype. But Nintendo kept manufacturing them and now you can buy them. That's the thing is like... The, the scalpers are are banking on this initial hype and demand for this thing for people that are like, I want this right now. Just like you said, you didn't want the NES one or the Super Nintendo controller now, but at the time you did. And so that's what they're banking on. The people like you who are like, I want this controller right now and I can't get it. And I am willing to pay, you know, $300 for this controller because I want it right now. And Incorrect. I'm not not patient. I will not I will not pay more than market value for that. I know you won't, but I'm just saying other people will, right? And the thing is is they keep doing it because people will pay that. It's stupid and I hate it. <laughs> um the other thing though that really bothers me is you could have at least made Mario 64 something Mario 64 something that didn't come out at launch. You know yeah. like that is just such a crock of shit for everybody who bought the collector's edition. Like this, this to me is the equivalent of, and like at least Disney, when they say they're going to do it, they're going to do it. When they pull movies out of the vault, re-release them on Blu-ray and say, this is a timed release. If there's still some out in the world, good for you, but we are not reproducing them after this date. And Nintendo was just like, yeah, this is going to be available for one year and then it's not going to be available again. By the way, six months later, we're going to put it in our online service. That sucks. Yeah, that really sucks because I thought that collection was going to be something like special, even like I have it for the nostalgia. Those are the games I grew up on. And now it just feels cheap because the one game I can play in digital format. It's not going to take up any of my hard drive space because I can play it right off the cloud. Well, no, it's it, no, just the Mario 60 or sorry, the Nintendo 64 emulator will take up space, but it's all flashed. Like there's going to be no space whatsoever for that library of games. You just play uh, it. No, it downloads to your system. Are you sure? 
Yeah, all the other ones download. I just maybe it doesn't feel like that. They're, the files are just pretty small. That's why. Like that's, I like I understand what you're saying, and I I have to agree. You know, when they showed Super Mario 64, and I'm like, well, why did I rush out to buy the Super Mario 64 All Stars or Super Mario All Stars? Right, like they could have put any other Mario game on there, and yeah, just kept that collection. Uh, you know. A collection. Um, Have they announced what the launch titles will be? I just uh, I know that one from the video. There's there's gonna be like Legend of Zelda. There's gonna be Super Mario sixty four, Paper Mario, Star Fox sixty four. Um, I don't know if there's a if there's a, a full list. Let's see. Um. Donkey Expansion Kong 64. Perfect. The best game ever. Majora's Mask. Oh, wait. Hold on. No, that's... that's so the, <laughs> This the, is the, N64 Expansion Pack. I yo, want he, <laughs> here are all the games that are officially coming at launch. Dr. Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Mario Tennis, Sin and Punishment, Star Fox 64, Super Mario 64, The Legend of Zelda, Arc Reign of Time, Win Back Covert Operations, and Yoshi's Story. Why? To most of these. You know, like they could have released a Legend of Zelda collection, like they did the the uh, Mario one. I still wouldn't be surprised if that happened by the end of the year. And well, the only games that they haven't released then on the the Switch would be, um, what's the one uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. Wind Waker. So, because Major, if Major is Majora's Mask and um, so the, the other one, coming the out? games that have been unmined for release in the near future: Banjo Kazooie available on Xbox Game Pass, F Zero X, um, Kirby sixty four, The Crystal Shards, highly underrated game, Mario mm-hmm. Golf, Paper Mario, Pokemon Snap. We don't need a forty five minute game, guys. Uh, yeah, and the Legend Ocarina of Zelda Majora's Mask and Orcrina Time. That's on the original release. Oh, ones that will be coming out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, future releases, but and still, like, Sin and Punishment releasing... is the Japanese release. Yeah, that's the one thing that I never really understood. Like they're releasing in the North American market on in, like the NES and SNES collection some of the Japanese games, which is fine for people who were really into that but you know how many of time like how often are the, those versions being played from people who can't read japanese right like i don't know it's just kind of the fact that they are increasing the price of nintendo switch online to be able to unlock the n64 games and second genesis games yo um, the genesis collection not bad no Actually, it's like majority of their good catalog. Yeah. So it's a it, this one's it's it's a little tougher to hate, but it's also where's all the Sonic games? Sonic the Hedgehog two. That's it. Streets of Rage two, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, so Doctor Mario, Gunstar Heroes, uh, Musha Fantasy Star four, 
Restar, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, and Strider, and more games. Like, the the only main advantage of these these games on here is that they have added online multiplayer abilities for these games. So, you know, we could play, we could throw down some old school Mario Kart 64 if we wanted online, yeah, Mar- no problem. Mario Golf would be the only one I'd be, like, down for. Okay, we'll play Mario Golf, but... Like- why it's, why go backwards to Mario Kart 64? Just because, you know, like everyone had those Mario Kart 64 parties. I'm just it's saying true. it was just an example. Anyways, so Nintendo, how much did it increase by? It increased by like oh $30. My. Yeah, dude, it's going to like increase by 30 bucks for the year. Uh, and Nintendo, for some reason, thinks that adding these two game collections justifies the increase in cost for Nintendo Switch Online. But they wait, ha- there's more. There is more, which I think if you are a fan of what there's more for, then absolutely it might be worth it. Um, but just for a company that has released a bare bones online connectivity platform that has None of the basic features that have been available since literally the Xbox and Xbox Live, the first, you know, mass adopted online multiplayer platform. You know, Nintendo doesn't even have voice chat or like just messaging on the console. You have to use their mobile app, which I don't know anyone who uses that. Right? Like, and to justify or trying to justify a $30 price increase just to be able to play N64 and Sega Genesis games. Like what was Nintendo executive CEO, <laughs> Nintendo America CEO. What's his name? Jeff Bowser. Oh yeah. Thinking, what was he smoking? Okay. Because this is, this is ridiculous. And the thing is, is people will pay it because there's really no other choice. You know, I know a lot of people are like, this just proves to me that I'm just, or just gives me more justification to emulate these games, you know, on, on our phones guaranteed, we can play these games on our phones and they will look better than playing them natively. Like what, probably what they would play on the, um, the switch, right? Because, Emulators nowadays have come so far that they you can play you can play freaking GameCube games in 1080p with high res textures and stuff like that and it actually looks good on a on a big screen TV, right? Um so just for that I I would probably wouldn't um upgrade to the expansion pack, but Nintendo also did announce uh, paid DLC for Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, coming. How, how out- do we feel about that? Okay. All I right. know be- before um, David gets into this, please remember that a few episodes ago, David was very upset that all that was happening was a rooster barista. Okay. No, no, no. I'm. <laughs> I, I just I wanted to like start it off with something light because you're about to hit it hard. 
no. So I'm on the fence about this because there's two updates that are coming out um, for Animal Crossing New Horizons. There's a free update and then there's a paid update. Now, you'll have to forgive me if I get these kind of mixed up a bit. But um, recently, a few weeks ago, Nintendo had a Animal Crossing Direct. And that's when they announced these DLCs and stuff like that. So like the last major update of Animal Crossing, like the last major free update, sorry is coming out at beginning of November and they've added Brewster back into the game. He was uh, essentially a uh, a barista. He's a he's a bird and there's a coffee shop and you could work for him and stuff like that. Big thing that people loved in what was the one for for uh 3DS now. I'm having a huge brain fart. Uh anyways, in the 3DS um that's not the sticker one. It's the other one, right? The there sticker. was there was Animal Crossing a new leaf. Yeah, new yeah. leaf. That's it. Um, so Brewster was you could add the the roost and go there get some coffee and stuff like that. So people were missing him, and so now finally he's coming back in. But it's kind of shitty that they just added it to the um, the museum. So now people can't even make like an actual coffee shop outside. I know how people like to do that stuff. Um, what's his name? Cap Capin. He's coming back. He would uh, take you on boat to other people's islands and stuff like that. So he's going to be taking you around to do do stuff. So that was a big thing. A lot of people like that. Um, gyroids are coming back, which was a big thing that was missing as well. Those have been out around since the uh, original GameCube version. They've added some stretching. So now you can do group stretching was kind of cool. Um, probably the biggest new change to Animal Crossing is now you can do farming. Um, so they've they're they're taking on Stardew Valley and um, what is it? Story of Seasons or um, what was the original name for that? Story which, of Seasons. Which game? Um, like the farming one. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. That's right. So they're taking on those. So now you can um, grow vegetables and and stuff. Wheat, tomatoes, potatoes, sugarcane, carrots, stuff like that. And you can do cooking. Um, and some other quality of life updates. Oh, yeah. The froggy chair is back. Apparently people are loving that. Ordinance. So like just a ton of stuff that they added back into the game that they took out after New Leaf. Um, probably the coolest thing, though is there's the pro camera app. So it's essentially the first person view for the camera, which I guess you can kind of walk around like that. I wonder how far you can walk or move while in first person mode, because it'd be cool to walk through the, your animal crossing town in first person. I think we're going to get a lot of, um, what's it called? Um, like home tours and stuff yeah. that are online. I yeah. think that the content will be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so just a bunch of other stuff, hairstyles, fen- new fencing, custom home exteriors, decorating, stuff like that. Um, cool. Major, major, major update. Awesome. But then Nintendo said that that is going to be the last of its free DLC. And then they pr- promptly announced New Horizons Happy Home Paradise is a paid DLC, which will cost $24.99 US dollars, or it's included in the uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. So if you are, are a big Animal Crossing fan and you want to play N64 and Genesis games, then the upgrade, the extra $30 a year 
for Nintendo Switch Online, um, it's probably totally worth it. But if you don't care about that other stuff, you'd actually be better off just spending the, um, just buying the DLC separate. Um, what this does, I think, I guess they kind of took in stuff from the Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer game that they released on the 3DS where you would design other villagers' homes and stuff. So this is like, I guess you go to different villagers' islands or you go to this different islands and stuff like that and you can plan villagers' paradises. Um, so new design techniques. There's a new currency that they add called Pokey, um, which is just for spending on the Happy Home Paradise which is, you know, you can, a specific shop. There's new furnitures. Uh, it's just like a big design, I guess, overhaul. So, oh yeah, I guess there's an, a bunch of new villagers that they're adding, maybe. Oh yeah, I saw the list. I can give you some of their names. Some of them are fan favorites. Um, there is Sasha, Ion, Faith, Zoe, Chabwick, which is a bro penguin. It's pretty sweet. Um, Cephalobot, which kind of looks like the uh, the little... What are the things that shoot the deco nuts in um Oh, the deco nuts. They're like little squids. That's what... That's what this is. Yeah, it's like a robot squid. Uh, here, I'll send you the list. I've, um, Ace, I'm, Petrie. There's fun stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. But here's the problem. They could add a thousand new villagers, but they all have the same personalities there. You know, you get two jocks in your town and they'll say the same things just slightly differently, right? Exact same things. And that was like a big problem with new horizons that the villagers had zero personality. So sure. Let's add, um, let's add, let's see who, I don't know what Cephalobot his personality is, but if he's a jock. Uh, cool. He's just cool. He's cool. Okay. <laughs> he's cool. Ace. Ace is probably a jock. I don't know. But you know what? I have Hank and I have another eagle guy in mind, and they're both jocks. And they say the same things. All they say is that like, oh, they spent all day bench pressing or all day curling, or have I been working on my bench presses? Or like, man, I must have worked up a sweat running around. Like if Nintendo is going to put all of this time in, like they could literally just copy and paste all of the dialogue from the past games and they would have more personality than they do right now. That is, was one of my biggest issues with animal crossing when it came out is that after a while for, for talking to the villagers, they just say the same things over and over again. And then there's no real incentive to like, keep talking to them, right. To, I don't know. But anyway, so this is the new update. Uh, how do you feel? You're not really playing Animal Crossing much anymore, are you? Yeah, I haven't been playing. The What I will say, though, is I think this is like a last-ditch money grab to get the rest that they can out of the game because they, they're not really going to support it with a ton of paid DLC. But this, to me, also is, I think, posing a bigger picture-slash-problem for the Nintendo community as a whole. Like if you look at games like like Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing could have taken over for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
Super Smash Brothers like, Ultimate what, what is no longer is no longer being supported by Nintendo. They released Sora, which is their last piece of DLC. And the developers are now done. They're like, we're done. If there's a bug, we'll fix it, but we're done. We're not building anymore. We're not adding any more characters. It's over. Nintendo now is like, oh shit. We we can't keep selling the DLC pass or the Brawl pass, right? Like I, I looked at it the other day. The amount of money it would cost for me to get like the 40 characters I don't have in my game. It's like 40 bucks. It's like a dollar a character or something stupid. I think. Um, and like it's worth it if you play the game a lot, though. But I don't. And see, that's the thing. That's the thing with Mario or with uh, sorry, with uh, with the Animal Crossing. If you don't play the game a lot, then buying the paid DLC, it's kind of hard to justify. You know, when when she who shall not be named was watching the Nintendo Direct. She was freaking screaming <laughs> in excitement, which was pretty funny. Yeah, my other half, too, but not maybe screaming, but here's the cost. So two fighter passes will cost $31.49 and $37.79 to get you to 80 fighters total. Bro, that's $70. 80. How much? Oh, wait, almost 80. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's 37 and 31. So that's $69. Nice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Boy, did they fuck you on that one, too. Yeah. But, like, so that's the thing. Like, as much, and I know they're our next topic, should Nintendo call EA and be like, hey, teach us how to make money differently? Not in just, like, these random chunks, but, like, teach us how to just have a continual revenue stream that is effortless. Because this seems like an awful lot of work. And there's no other games that are out there. Like... Super Super Mario Golf Rush or whatever the hell it's called. I forget. The newest yeah, golf. Yeah, that's it. Golf Rush or Rush Golf? Super Mario Golf Rush. Rush. Oh. Um, that game has just been supported by getting free courses and free courses. When are they going to send the message being like, hey, guys, uh, the next course has cost you a little bit of guap. Are you going to include it in this this um, NSO expansion? Maybe, maybe not. There has to be something more lucrative to this $30 advancement aside from a DLC for a game. Okay, yeah, they're banking on 70% of their gamership owning this game. And I think that's a fair assessment that at least 70% of Switch owners have Animal Crossing. Yeah. It was the top selling game of last year and it beat out titles like call of duty and uh, FIFA, which are two of the biggest titles every year. They will always sell guaranteed worldwide. I think, I think though for, for me, let's say I am more interested in the uh, content that is included in the free update. than I am interested in the paid DLC, but for someone like my significant other who, uh, has redone her island like completely, like two or three times. Makes sense. Um, the paid DLC stuff is a huge appeal to her, and I think there's still a lot of people that are playing the game that the paid DLC is a huge appeal that Nintendo's going to make money on it. Um, 
but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a paid DLC for, um, the Mario golf eventually. And we can't expect companies to give out free content for their games for an indefinite amount of time. 100%. And I've never asked them to, I know that, but I'm just saying like, I, I think the problem or, well, you look at, you look at smash bros, for example, like they started off right from the get go with the, um, like the expansion pass, concept for that you know the battle pass whatever they call it they started off with that but with animal crossing they've been giving these like free updates over the last year since it like the the year of its release there was these updates and what essentially what they were doing i I feel like they were just withholding information because there was a lot of data miners that were finding things in the game code so it was there they nintendo was just essentially unlocking it so Nintendo's kind of I, my guess is that they spent the last two years of development time just doing this to work on building this currently this current paid DLC and releasing those smaller updates, as they call them, where they were just unlocking certain content in the game and f- making some minor fixes, actual bug fixes, um, just to kind of tide people over. But now that they have essentially unlocked everything that they put into the base code of the game, now we're in uncharted territory for Nintendo, where if we want them to keep supporting this game, we're going to have to pay for it. Um, With Smash Bros, I think it was a little different because those characters weren't in the game. They actually had to create them, but there was a lot of balancing that was required. Right, like they couldn't just make a character. They couldn't put um, like Master Chief in there and just have him with all of these his abilities and stuff like that that they would make and just set him loose, right? Because he has to be balanced against every other character in the game, right? With Animal Crossing, it doesn't really have to be that way. They they can just make it whatever they want. So I I could see the justification of having a uh, a paid battle pass for smash bros from the get-go where you know you pay for this one and you you get six new characters when they release every however many however many months they release them right but with animal crossing they've just been focusing i guarantee they've just been focusing on this new update that they had to build from scratch and nintendo is great at rehashing their old stuff that they just kind of took what was on the Nintendo 3DS and built it into the game. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I'm sure because, you know, we're, we're part of a f- family account and we split the cost of that. It costs us like eight bucks for a year of Nintendo switch online. So that added $30 uh, split between uh, those of us in this family group, you know, it's not that much. It's, it's not enough to, I'd say for us to really consider it. Right. But if I was paying for it for myself, if I was just the only one, if I was on a single user one, I probably wouldn't upgrade to the uh, expansion pass. Cause it just, it, it's not worth it for me. Yeah. The only reason I would even consider it, believe it or not, is if I knew there was going to be more out of it and there, there's nothing beyond Animal Crossing that they've announced. Sure, they're like, 
oh, we promise that there's going to be more stuff, but there's what what Nintendo has proven time and time again that promises mean jack shit. Well, like if you look at the Nintendo Super Nintendo online service and the NES um, online, you know, they they slowed down the releases. They were releasing two or three games every month for a, a while there, and then it slowed down. Then it was like one game for the NES and one game for the Switch or the uh, SNES every two months. And now I don't even remember the last time that they released a game for either of those. And there's a huge, there's massive libraries for both of those consoles that they could release, uh, you know, two games on each one every month and be able to have a new game release on there for the next like 10 years. Yeah. Right. So if I was just a single user paying for my own single Nintendo switch online thing, uh, this is where the advantage of becoming a being a patient gamer has uh, comes it's, in handy. It's taught you well because I can look at this stuff and be like, you know what? I would love to replay uh, Orc Green of Time or um, <laughs> I'm trying to blank with all Mario 64 or Mario Tennis, you know, stuff like that. But I'm going to wait until they release more games on there see what other maybe paid dlc they include into it if nintendo makes the expansion pass or the expansion pack kind of like the equivalent of game pass but for like dlc content they might be onto something because think about it you know instead of spending if, if say they release uh oh man can you imagine if they add all the super smash bros characters into the expansion pack membership. Could you imagine? Right? Like right there for people who play Smash Bros religiously. Um or even though even people who don't but they have the game. Well, now there's two games of paid DLC that you're getting for the one price. They have to make the the cost to value ratio where you, the cost is low enough for the high value. Look at game pass. It's like what? 120 bucks a year. Yeah. And you get hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of games that you can play with no limitations until, you know, obviously they take them off the library, but like, you know, you can play, you could spend, you know, 2000 hours in a single game that's on game pass. Like we could play back back for blood right now at no extra cost. No, we can't because you don't ever want to play video games with me. It's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> if Nintendo makes the expansion pack uh, a good value for the money, then absolutely. I think it's, it's totally, it would become a necessity much like game pass is almost a necessity for the Xbox. Uh, but until then, you know, unless you're splitting the cost with a bunch of people on a family plan, uh, I can't see it being you'd be better off just spending buying the the DLC for Animal Crossing outright so that you always have it. You don't lose access to it. That makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of losing access to something, something big. EA lost. So you, you got to pour one out for the little guy every once in a while. Yeah. Um. 
they lo- they lost because they weren't willing to pony up uh, a cool one point two billion dollars to keep the exclusive rights to FIFA. Isn't that insane? Idiots. Like, I don't know about you, but if I had what could widely be considered a top three game every year in the world, like the world, not NA, not Europe, not Japan, the world, wouldn't you fork over that money over the X amount of years to make sure nobody else could play that game? Yeah. Like what was, what was going on through the minds at EA when they decided that they weren't making enough money from FIFA to justify not renewing the their exclusive rights to the game? It's like it was like uh, when the CBC couldn't afford the Hockey Night in Canada song anymore. No, no, no! You know what happened with that? They forgot to renew it. Oh really? That's <laughs> that's what it was. They just didn't renew it in time. So the license went up went up and then someone else I think what was it TSN or something like that? Sportsnet, I don't know, one of those other channels. They bought it cuz CBC didn't renew it. That's what it was. But for for FIFA, FIFA has been what like the number one selling sports game in the history of sports games. Yeah. Right, it's riddled with microtransactions that people pay. It makes them mad, mad money, and yet, for some reason, someone at EA, who ultimately makes these decisions, decided that it wasn't worth pointing up the money to keep their literally like free money coming in. And I, I always laugh at uh, like seeing the jokes and memes and people's comments online complaining about FIFA, how literally the game is just riddled with microtransactions and it's the same game every year. And, and I know the joke is made about every other game, sports game out there, like NHL and Madden. But this is the one game that EA had that literally was guaranteed to make the money. Right. Right, like they could release uh, FIFA 22 and have it the exact same game engine. All they had to do was change some of the characters or the players to different teams wherever they were traded, update some stats, and people would still buy it. They would still buy it full price, and they would still buy all of the microtransactions in the game. And yet, it just wasn't enough. Like, what did they want? Right, like. I don't know. Some things we're just not meant to know, I guess. FIFA, FIFA says it never liked EA anyways, and now we'll see other publishers. Yeah, we're going to get a FIFA 2K like, 22. Look at how good it was for MLB The Show to hit both consoles. Yeah. But th- this is like, this is the most lucrative game out there. And the thing is, I, I feel like this is, the show didn't... Cr- the show was because that was an exclusive game for Sony consoles. Uh, the no longer being an a Sony console exclusive was very good for the game because it did open itself up to potential like millions of 
new people, new customers. Whereas FIFA, those games have been, I swear they still release FIFA on the Wii. Um, might just, they might. It, it might just be Just Dance for now. But uh, for the longest time, they were still releasing FIFA and Just Dance on the Wii. That is how much money this game makes that it is still justified to release a for a console that is like what like 15 years dead it's it's yeah it's astounding as like streamers are worried because fifa is such a like a huge stream of revenue for a lot of these fifa players right fifa competitive like from what for what it's worth and from what i've read it sounds like ea already has a plan in place because of course they do they're not going to lose the rights to the players or the teams from what i understand they're going to name okay. their game EA Sports Football Club or football game. Oh, that's right. EA Sports FC. But what it really we don't know what it really means because do you remember Pez and how popular it was? But you were like the red team or the blue team. You didn't have a lot of like choices mm-hmm. because they didn't have any rights to anything. I'm I'm trying to find the article that I found earlier and I'm struggling. I should have sent me should have sent myself the link. But people want to play these games to be the players. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's tough. This is going to be very interesting. I don't know. It's going to be like back. You remember back on like the Super Nintendo and the Genesis when there was like EA, 2K, like, well, like Dreamcast, you know, there's all the 2K sports games. Yep. You know, I feel like this is the re- resurgence of the 2K franchise for uh, sports games. Hopefully. That was good because like there's competition back then, you know. It it forced forced game like these game developers to make significant upgrades and changes to their games to keep them relevant and and update them. Right. This might be like one of the craziest, um, what you call it, like partnerships to ever end. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'd only be more shocked if Peanut Butter decided to stop seeing jelly. Like. <laughs> EA and FIFA yeah. kind of are synonymous. And while this is going to open different opportunities, it's going to put com- uh, competition in the wrong part of gaming. Yes. Uh, like, like, what I, do you mean, though? So I, I'm of the mindset that, like, some games, well, okay. When you look at the FIFA franchise and then you look at its like predecessors and you look at like Pez, nothing's really come close. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that? 2k or yeah we'll say 2k can come up with a perfectly functioning game the first year do you remember uh pga 2k um 16 or whatever it was when it finally released or no 2020 when it finally got they got the license to the pga yeah do you remember how shitty that game was and it was sold for like 11 dollars on the switch (laughs) yeah like 2K will eventually figure it out. They used to have hockey, but everybody just went to EA. And I get it. EA is finally paying for all the evil things that they've done in the past. And they're still paying for the karma that happened with Battlefront 2. Nobody could deny this anymore because I think it's actually hilarious. Like, the 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 comical misfortune that EA has had over the last few years because they put a lottery system in that screwed everybody over. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because after the, like the huge outlash or the backlash for that game, 
EA ended up changing their business model on that game itself, essentially redesigning it. Um, and there was a huge influx of players and there was a ton of support. And then EA said, oh, we've done everything that we wanted with this game. We're no longer supporting it. And now everyone's pissed again. Yeah, 100%. So when I look at this, like, yes, I love that there's parody in shooters. There's the Call of Duty fans. There's the Fortnite fans. There's the um, the Battlefield fans. There's all those fans. That's fine. I love it. Parody, great, delicious. Some games are perfect the way they are. And now you're going to have a bunch of competitors in a space that has been dominated for so long. And I'm not saying console exclusive because it has been the same across the board. This is one of the largest, if not, I think it is the largest online gaming or sports gaming community, correct? Uh, yes, it's it got to be. be it's probably yeah. bigger than FIFA or uh, NHL and Madden combined. Yeah. Which wouldn't even remotely surprise me. So to see this happen, this is going to, this is going to have far larger ramifications than just EA not making any more money. This is going to affect Twitch streamers, YouTube streamers. It's going to affect content creators who make their money off packs and all that stuff. This is going to affect absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. And FIFA's just like, whatever. We're cool. Like, I get it that you guys think you're the biggest thing in the world. And you are one of the, like, aside from the IOC, I think you might be the biggest sporting entity in the world. But you're hurting not only EA, but you're hurting 12-year-olds who play your game, 20-year-olds who play your game, 40-year-olds who are playing your game. You're hurting the, the growth of your sport. Because even when it comes to Madden or NHL or anything like that, some players, including like hockey personalities that are out there today, I heard it in a podcast. These people are learning players because of these games. Do you think I would know every player in the NHL if I didn't get a copy of NHL 99? Do you think I would have loved hockey as much as I do? Mm. Probably. I played it all the time. But like you had to play as your heroes. And in North America, being able to play as your heroes who are overseas is incredible. And like, take it from me. I don't watch a lot of soccer. I am a casual soccer fan. I will watch when people want to watch soccer. To learn names, FIFA. When I was getting into fantasy football, to learn names, Madden. That's like, they're they're not only just games. They're teaching tools. They teach you strategies of games. They, they give you a better understanding of the sport sometimes that you don't even understand by watching the TV because you get to replay it. You get to try different things. If EA loses the rights, okay, that's fine. But if you're also going to take the team names and everything else, like you're not, you're hurting your brand because you wanted $1.2 billion. Like, are you Amazon? No, fuck off. I'm sorry. End rant. I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm one for the gamer. I think this decision, as much as it's a joke to say poor one out for the little guy in EA, I hate to say it, man. Standing standing their ground and not spending $1.2 billion, which they can easily recover from that title alone, mm-hmm. I think is the right call. It's going to hurt the fan base regardless, but FIFA's greed is coming in through at full force, and it's showing. 
And there's huh. my passionate rant. Thank you for coming to my Sean talk. <laughs> wow. That was a lot. And we are, we are running out of, or ran out of time. Do you want anything to add before we uh, close this thing off? Um, no. Oh yeah. Right. I'm going to see Dune. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that one. It's uh, you know what? I know you haven't been out to the movies, but uh I'm 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 doing my best to see see movies for the both of us. So yeah, I'm I'm seeing doing this Halloween weekend. Well, not this Halloween weekend. I guess Halloween's next weekend, but uh, Halloween Eve weekend. Yeah, ha- Halloween Eve weekend. So, and then uh, next week we got a good show coming up. Next week got some. Uh, we're bringing back a, a classic game that people love. It's true. Ca- cash or crap. But no actors. No actors. We're going to be doing Halloween themed movies. We're going to. Next week is all spooky. It's going to be a spooky spectacular, so you don't want to miss it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a really fun time, and uh, I, I'm a step closer to a movie because I've gone to a, I went to a sporting event with twenty thousand other people, so I think yeah, I can go so to the movie theaters now. I, I feel like the movie theater has a little <laughs> less people in there, so yeah, like nineteen thousand five nine hundred and fifty yeah, less people, something like that. There you go. Um, no, it, it was. Uh, I'll say this really quickly. It was really nice to do something normal. People, people still think it's like, it's crazy. Like there's like the mask police in there. And like, I did my best to wear my mask if I wasn't eating or drinking, but Mm -hmm. some people are just like, fuck it. What are you going to do? And then security would remove people that are being belligerent. So it's, it's nice to see, but it was, it was really nice to feel that energy, that electricity. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I went to a Leaf game and it was phenomenal just to be back in that kind of like atmosphere. It was really cool. But that is it for this episode. If you like what you're listening to, please follow us on all your favorite podcatchers and your social medias. If you didn't like it, I'm so sorry. We'll try harder. For myself and David. He's so cool. Wow. <laughs> he is so cool. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.